Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. goes wild with delirious joy jumping over there. No, I, so my paper was in your shot. Oh, <laughs> the crowd goes wild with delirious joy as Diane is jumping around <laughs> in the background. This is the Mark Unger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning marriage. Indeed, marriage. I'm your host, the one, the only Mark Unger. Joining me as always, the aforementioned lovely yes, Diane Briarly and the amazing Philip James <laughs> Gunger. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> You have to do the Howard Stern. Do you ever watch America's Got Talent, how he does his introductions? No. Oh, forget no. it then. If you've never seen no. it, I'm not going to uh-uh. explain. We're too spiritual. I know. We're too spiritual to watch those shows. Mm-hmm. Anyway, engineering the show as always. i got a wrinkled shirt here. What's the deal? My paisleys. My paisleys are paisleyn. How can you tell if it's wrinkled if it's paisley? I don't know. You still, you can. Can't you see that? Anyway, the show engineered <laughs> as always by the very talented Squirrel. but eerily creepy Timothy Robert Ray, engineer extraordinaire, pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensibly, immeasurably boring show. This is a show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask, A-S-K, at markgunger.com. Here's how the show works. Very simple. You can send an email about anything. Nothing is off limits, hence the warning at the beginning of the show. You can remain totally anonymous, but then we are, in turn, brutally honest. This is the show of brutal honesty. We, While everybody else in the world is so concerned about how people feel, we don't care 10 cents about how the people feel. Now, we don't deal that way in normal, everyday life. It's just the premise of the show. Show we're just getting to the truth, getting the perspective without having to dance around the minefield of emotions. Because that takes a long time. Someone comes in for oh, a counseling yeah. session, you can't just... Blast them. Beat them to death. <laughs> well, you takes, could, but well, they, you could, they yeah, might they, not come back. <laughs> highly, highly likely that they won't. Uh, and, uh, you know, so, but this show just, nobody knows who you are. Everybody knows that, right, Diane? We warn them, right. we tell them. This is the, yep. We're going to just be brutal with whatever you tell us. If we like what you have to say, we will celebrate your thinking. If we don't like what you have to say, we will castigate you. Open castigation on this show. If we think you need to be awakened out of your delusions, we'll stick your head in the toilet and flush it and give you a swirly. <laughs> Hoping that you'll be awakened from your delusions. If you are crazy, we'll give you the go button. <laughs> and if you blather on with too many unnecessary, unrelated details, which many people do, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you get the chicken. You get all three, you're officially crazy. What have you got there today? Okay, interesting little article that says the secret to a successful relationship. Shared interests, mutual respect, compatible aspirations, and quite possibly splitting a joint now and then. Oh, for heavens. <laughs> a recent study published in the Psychology of Addictive Behaviors uh-huh. found that smoking a little weed together now and then might actually do something for your marriage. <laughs> Married men and women who yes, frequently... Yes, it'll numb, numb your yes, brain. Yeah. Married men and you women... You can't argue because you're numbed up. <laughs> That's right. 
How stupid. All right. Married men and women who frequently smoke weed report much less spousal abuse than the others. And the more they smoked, the less violence there was. You think? <laughs> you think? Well, you're sitting there just like... <laughs> how about you not be violent in the first place? How about you don't need to smoke weed so you're so, not beating the snot out of each other? So they kept putting the headlines every time on my Google alert search thing that smoking pot together is good for your marriage. That you know, That's the conclusion they come to. <laughs> Heaven's sakes. I'm thinking, not really, but... Look, in a world without Jesus, clearly these are not the people at First Presbyterian Church. <laughs> we would assume people of faith uh, can pray and do the right things and not smoke dope to keep from beating each other. But outside of God in your life, people got to do whatever they got to do to cope with. So I, okay, I have to tell you, I am shocked at the number of people that I know that are my age, you know, a little bit younger, 40s, 50s, 60s. 78. No, no. 79, somewhere near it's, your age. Yeah, right. The uh -huh. smoke pot. I mean, oh, so that's all part it's of the like 60s this big thing. deal yeah. thing, and they're all still at this age and stage of life doing it. I know so many people who do it. I thought you were just going to stop it. I don't know that many people at, that are at my age. Oh. That's where I thought you were <laughs> going with it. So most, most of them are dead. Most of them are dead. Yeah. <laughs> most well, you know, and the most funny, of them die off when you get near my age. The, the funny thing is how I found it out. You know, I knew that I knew of a few people here and there, but then going through the chemo treatments, they all come out of the woodwork, and they're all telling me, "I get it for you." You know, it's really good. You need to do it. Yeah, and find out there. There's a whole boatload of them doing it, and it's like really. You know, oftentimes preachers rail on these sorts of things. I don't rail on non-Christians for acting like the way they do. What have they got? They got nothing. Right. They're our age. They spent their whole life running from God, doing whatever they want to do, and they're miserable. So they got to medicate yeah. themselves. If that's what yeah. you got to do, that's what you got to do, you know? I would hope that at some point the light would go on. They'd hear the good news. If you're out there right now <laughs> listening to us, and your only version of being able to cope with life, your only joy is getting drunk or, you know, smoking weed, numbing yourself so you don't beat the snot out of your spouse— you know, I got good news for you. God loves you. If you would surrender your life to Jesus Christ, he could replace all that anger and bitterness and loneliness and emptiness with his joy, and then you don't need all that crazy. So, But we do, in fact, live in a crazy world. That is so crazy, that article in and of itself gets the goat button. That's how crazy it is. We'll take a break. We'll be back with your emails right after this. Download your free Mark Gunger app today to see all of the latest from the world of Mark Gunger. <laughs> what I see Standing right there In front of me Yeah! I've been walking around it And it ain't no use But I am convinced That mountain's gonna move One way or another I don't mind I'm gonna move that mountain If one rock of Jimmy Bratcher. Check it out. JimmyBratcher.com. The Electric Rev. Mark Gunger along with the lovely Diane and the crazy Phil answering your emails about love, marriage, and relationship. Love. Two love. Two love. All right. What do you got there? First email says, we received an invitation to a relative's wedding. The problem is it is a same-sex wedding. We obviously believe this is wrong and marriage is only between a man and a woman. What should we do? 
But what if they're experiencing true love? You know, there's a thinking today that as long as people love each other, it doesn't matter. But they're wrong. Uh, love, human love does not supersede God's rules. For example, uh, two people might be truly in love with each other. I mean, more in love with each other than any two. I'm not exaggerating. I mean, seriously, the most greatest love on the face of the earth. And they're having sex before they get married. It's still wrong. It doesn't matter how much they love each other. Uh, so a married person might want to commit adultery with someone else and truly love that person. And I mean seriously, truly love them. There's no question. And the greatest love any human being has ever... In fact, one of the greatest love stories of the 20th century was the king of England, right? Abdicated the throne mm-hmm. so he could be with this bimbet, whatever mm-hmm. her name was. And uh, I can't remember the names. I know yeah, the story. <laughs> like, like we know our English yeah. history. But uh, he gave up everything. He gave up everything to be with this woman. Mm-hmm. What, what the secular world would consider one of the greatest love stories. I mean, when you're willing to sacrifice everything, that's some serious love, people. And you know what? It was still wrong. It doesn't matter how much. You know, people say, well, what about this? Why do people love each other? You know, it, it doesn't change anything. Human love doesn't change God's rules. It just is what it is. God is far and above in his standards anything we can ask or think of. Now, in this case... <clears throat> they're not arguing for that lifestyle. What they're saying is they're uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I would suggest that you don't go. You know, be, you don't have to be mean about it. You can be, you know, you just don't go. You don't have to make even a big deal about it. You're going to come to the wedding? No. Nah, I don't think we'll be able to come. You don't even have to go, you know. You have something else we, going on We're thinking you're homosexuals and this is what you do is inappropriate. You don't need to get it. They, you know, people who don't know Jesus, they don't get it. You don't need to be mean to mm-hmm. them, you know. In fact, some people would be comfortable in still going to. Mm-hmm. I have friends who are gay, extremely gay, full of total gay, gayness mm-hmm. from head to toe, totally gay. They're friends of ours. Mm-hmm. We can fly in the area. They meet us at the airport. They're the ones who send us off. All our heterosexual friends aren't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gay guys. And so they really like us, and we like them, but yet they know we don't approve mm-hmm. of the way they live. But we don't hammer them with it. We're not shoving in their face. If they're doing something meaningful, I might actually show up for it, just out of respect to them, not to say that I think it's okay. You see what I'm saying? You know, the, And here's the thing. You say, well, Mark, you're inconsistent, because if someone has a Christian friend that does that, you'd say, have nothing to do with it. That's not inconsistent. That's the Bible. The Bible says, if you know someone who claims to be a professing Christian, a brother in the Lord, but is living immorally, don't have anything to do with them, don't even eat with them. That's what Paul said. That's what the Bible says. The Bible of grace and love said, don't even have lunch with them. But, the Bible said, but don't treat people outside the world that way, outside the church that mm-hmm. way. You got to be nice to these people. If you had nothing to do with anybody who was immoral, you wouldn't be able to talk to anybody. Right. Because the world's full of immorality. It's just that when you're part of the kingdom of God, the rules change, and it is what it is. So if this was, you know, these are, you know, the youth pastor and some other guy getting married in the church, and as a Christian, you say not, that's an easy call. Yeah. I wouldn't go. Uh, A non-Christian, I don't have a problem with Christians going to a non-Christian event like this, but if it really bothers you and you think it would be a bad reflection on your faith, then just politely don't go. There's a million reasons you can not go. Mm-hmm. People don't know why you're not going. You know, your goldfish died and you got to <laughs> go to its funeral. <laughs> but you can be nice. You don't have to be nasty about it. There's no reason to go around saying, I'm not going to your uh, 
40th birthday party because the girlfriend you're living with, you're fornicating, you're a bunch of fornicators, you're filthy fornicators. And then you, you know, now you're just a jerk. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, these people are without God. And I don't care if they're gay, I don't care if they're fornicating, I don't care if they're committing adultery, whatever the thing. When they don't know God, I think we can comfortably step into their lives and try and be as kind as we can to them mm-hmm. in whatever circumstance. If it's too offensive for your mind, then just don't go, but do it nicely. Don't be a jerk about it. But if they're professing Christians, that's when the you know hammer falls, as far as I'm concerned, and you just you don't have anything to do with it. Well, it's interesting how many people don't bat an eyelash going to a wedding where they know they've lived together or they have fornicated, and they say that they're Christians, and they just attend the wedding and think nothing of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's this, there's this unusual harshness towards homosexuality yeah. in the kingdom of God. There's no reason for it. The same place in the Bible where it speaks against homosexuality is the same thing that speaks against fornicating. It's the same one that's exact same verse in Corinthians that speaks against adultery. Also, the exact same verse that speaks against greed and all kinds of other vices and stuff. So it's not like it's in a special. Everybody keeps putting a special category, particularly because of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, well, God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because they were gay. No, that's not why He destroyed them. He destroyed them because the Bible said there was not one single righteous person in the city. And Mac. Uh, the plea was Abraham who was pleading for the city and said, you know, would you destroy it if there's 200 people in there who are good people? God says, no. He said, well, well what about 100? <laughs> he says, no. He says, uh, what about 50? It's hilarious. <laughs> he keeps going down the list. He gets down to one. Who was it, 10? And God says, no. I won't destroy it even if there's 10 people. You know, I hear these it. Christians say stuff like, you know, God's going to destroy. If God doesn't destroy uh, uh, San Francisco, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, it's just ignorance. Ignorance gone to see. They don't know what they're talking about. Because they don't have, there's not, I'm, I'm, I know there's a lot of born-again believing Christians in San Francisco and righteous people in San Francisco, even though it might be disproportionately to one lifestyle or another. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just stupid talk. When you have a city that every single breathing person in it is violent, wicked, immoral, stuff, yeah, uh, I'd leave if I were you. Because <laughs> that's bad. And even then, God would not destroy the city with just one family. Mm-hmm. Lot, right? Mm-hmm. What does he do? He sends two angels to get Lot and his family. Let's go. So that's why. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This, this disproportionate freaking out because of homosexuality is just stupid. Stop it. Anyway. All right. Having said that, let's take a break. and <laughs> We'll be back with another email right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. Blinding light, flash of chrome. It's in tune. Not really. <laughs> Back on the Mark Gunger Show. Mark Gunger, Diane Briley, Phil Gunger, and the coffee machine. The coffee machine. <laughs> Seems extraordinarily loud today. Diane was being so not helpful. I was not enabling the she boys was. this morning getting their coffee for them. I had to them. get up and make my own coffee. Which is a crime against humanity. It is. And now look what happened. A man should never have to do anything. All right. Okay, this email says, I was listening to a prior show. Mark is very adamant that parents stay together despite problems. Is Staying together is better for the kids than divorce. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mark is very adamant. I'll tell you who's adamant. (laughs) Jesus was adamant. Jesus said, if you divorce your spouse and marry someone else, you're committing adultery. Now, who do you think is more adamant? 
Uh, Me talking about the kids or Jesus? Jesus. I'd say Jesus. He wins that one. <laughs> Round one to Mark's Jesus. Adam. You're so adamant about committing adultery. Not divorce. Isn't that funny that when you just speak what the Bible says, that they think that you're saying that, that like I'm that's saying your it. opinion? No, and that are... They want to argue with your opinion? For heaven's sakes. They got a swirly. Just for saying that. Apparently in that show, you did not mention any exceptions to that rule. So he has an exception and wants to know. Okay. My wife and I have two young boys, two uh-huh. and four. She is divorcing me. I have tried everything to reconcile and have accepted that I can't stop her from divorcing me. Mm-hmm. I also feel very strongly that our boys are doing much better since we have separated. Mm-hmm. When we lived together, she was abusive in every way. Every couple of weeks, she would have a meltdown in front of the kids and arguments were daily. I mean like the Wicked Witch of the West? Apparently. I'm melting, <laughs> melting! Right. Traumatizing the children something every time like they that. melted Some, like that. Something like that. Oh, that would freak me out. I feel that the boys were very traumatized. They have seen her screaming, punching me, kicking, threatening me with knives, swinging skillets at my head, and all sorts of ugly things. All right, now just let me ask you a question. Just what do you think the chances are that someone would yell, kick, scream, and swing a skillet without provocation? <laughs> Is it possible? Yes. It is. She could be a complete psycho yes. nutbag and just randomly yes. walk up to strangers yes. and swing skillets at their head. She could be known as the skillet bandit. Sure. Right? She could go down in history sure. as killing 50,000 people with, with, a, with a skillet, the skillet killer. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> On the other hand, what I love how these people, they put these things like, they came at me and started kicking the screen. Really? Well, he says it didn't matter what I did. No, 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 Do you believe present. that? Do you believe that? Do you believe it? No matter I do, what I did. I do not. Whatever I did, they just went crazy, swinging skillets. I was as nice as pie. Everything was fine, and she was coming at me with just, a knife. I, I, I don't know why. I'm not sure that I. I, I have go no there. idea why. Why someone was swinging a skillet at me? Which makes me think. Did you see that thing on Facebook <coughs> where they said if a woman ever comes at you with a knife? Quick throw out a bread and some meat, and <laughs> womanly instincts will take over, and she'll make you a sandwich. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. terrible. That's awful. It that is, is uh, okay. very funny. Well, he says that she won't change and wants to know, is it better to stay in an abusive situation for the kids than to divorce? And I'll see the people who will yell and scream, oh, you're saying the abuse is the abuser's fault, because, you know, look. All I'm saying, I just think it's highly unlikely someone goes off the deep end mm-hmm. without some kind of... Speaking from personal now, experience, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, I agree with you. Okay, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, it's not justifying anything. No, no one has ever no. justified to swing a skillet at no. your head. No. Clearly, your wife is a little, I don't know, what's the technical term for it? <laughs> okay, so I mean, that's, that's clear. I just always am a bit entertained yes. when someone is telling me that someone's coming at them for no reason. Like you at walked all. in the door, nothing and happened, just, and there no was. reason. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of doubt that. So anyway, so what's his question? He wants to know: Is it better to stay in an abusive situation for the kids? No, than no, to no one divorce? said stay in an abusive situation. You Nimrod, and I never said that. I said it's better that your family stay together for the kids, and that's always true. 
And you don't have to divorce someone. Why do someone. they have to leave to divorce? If she has issues, why don't you separate, get separate. the kids out of there. That's exactly. Get her some help, work through it. Why do you have to jump straight to divorce? I am preaching over there. I said every time she gets applause is when I hit yeah. the button on the box. Um, no, you're right. And my they point always is, go to divorce. Yeah, why do you have to get divorced? Well, I'm in an abusive situation. Okay. You're still supposed to stay? No. No. I'm saying you don't have to get divorced. Leave. It's like they, they, they think in extremes. Either I have to stay there or I have to divorce. And they think if you say don't divorce, you know, that that's not a biblical reason. Well, you're saying I have to stay. No, that's I, not what I he's never saying. Said they that. just don't listen. They hear what they want to hear. Yeah. I would say get out of the house. Get the kids out of the house. I hope she gets some help. What these people want is they want a divorce and they want to go marry somebody else. That's what they want. The very thing Jesus said not to do. And Jesus gave one exception. That was for sexual infidelity. What about this? What about that? Really, you don't think people were abusive 2,000 years ago? You don't think people got drunk 2,000 years ago? You don't right. think people did all these things and were mean and nasty to all the reasons you think? You know, you guys can whine and come up with your excuses all day long why it's okay to divorce. And I'm telling you, it's just not biblical. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at Jesus. Go yell at him about it. Well, and here's the thing. If they get divorced, and she is a little cuckoo, as you say, press your button. There you go. Dude, your problems have not ended. This will be a nightmare with trying to go back and forth with kids. If she really is a little bit unstable, you think you're getting rid of the problems? Your problems are just beginning. Seriously. It doesn't go away. Mm -mm. Divorce doesn't fix mm -mm. much of anything. But anyway, so that's all we got to say that's about that. that. Actually, do we have time for something else? I don't know. What do you got there? Well, we're real close up against the break, so you don't have anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> to fill? <laughs> Stretch it out. I mean, not to fill, to, me? to fill the time. Gosh, I to keep fill? putting my papers in your shot. Fill the, why do you care? Fill the time. Look, no, not that one. This one. You probably wouldn't have had that problem <laughs> if you had gotten up and gotten the coffee, the coffee. for me. That, that's <laughs> right. Way over there. Way over there. That's you would have the problem of sticking paper in my face. <laughs> anyway. It's the glasses when I have to have it. <laughs> Even with my glasses, I have to have it way out there. Look, nobody's trying to be insensitive to people's problem there are some terrible yes. marriages out there there's no yeah. question yeah what you don't you just don't get a card out and everybody thinks that's horrible separation you and know, try to fix it that's why the bible says really think this thing through and i would love to know how they got into this marriage in the first place most people don't listen and most people don't think but uh he was selling pots and pans door to door <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> just keep skillets away from her that's all i got to say all right we'll be back with more right after this Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. Every day I fall in love again. We're back on the Mark Hunger Show talking about love, marriage, and relationship, answering your emails. What do you have there? Well, here's an interesting one. <coughs> he says, my wife and I have been married 10 years. We have a seven-year-old son. Three years ago, I gave my life to Christ, and my wife remained secular. She says she hates Christianity and adamantly refuses to allow me to teach our son about God or anything that has to do with Christianity. She gave me an ultimatum that if I do, she will divorce me and prevent me from seeing our son. Mm -hmm. However, I feel that by not teaching him, I will not be following Christ's teachings regarding bringing up children. What do you recommend? I recommend you read the Bible and see what they recommend. Paul said that if you have an unbelieving spouse and they're willing to live with you, you uh, live with them. 
if they uh, don't want to live with you and they refuse and they leave the house because of your faith, that you are not bound under such circumstances and you can let them go. The price, obviously, that you might pay, I don't know how she figures she can leave and then he never sees the kid. Yeah. I mean, you can threaten that, but the courts just don't let you yeah. unless she starts making up lies of abuse yeah, or this or that. If you're abusing or something like that. And I, and I would tell the court, say, look, uh, I'm a Christian, and I was talking to my kid about God, and she threatened, if you talk about God, I'm going to leave you. And, and your honor, she said part of her threat was I could never see the kid. So, you know, hopefully you get a good judge and stuff like that. But if she leaves, that's her call. I would not. Well, what's your choice? I mean, it's like... Someone coming, you know, you feel for these people that, uh, you know, in Iraq with these nut job ISIS mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and they say, deny Jesus or I'll cut off your head. And these people say, I'm not denying Jesus, cut off your and head. So, Sometimes there's a price, you know, I'm not going to quit talking to my kid about God. Well, that means you'll only get to see him on the weekends. Okay, beats getting your head cut off. All right. So uh, I would stand strong in your faith. And if she leaves, that's her call. Then you're not out of bound and pray you can find a godly woman next time around. But, uh, um, you know, so it's pretty clear. First Corinthians seventh chapter. Read it. If she wants the to rules go. are very, very clear if she doesn't want in. And you know, you don't have to get nasty about it. Say, listen, I love you. It hasn't changed. I love our kids, it hasn't changed. But there's nothing it's not like I'm telling him to steal. It's not like I'm telling him to cheat. It's not like I'm talking to him about God. If she's that anti God and wants to leave you, and according to Paul, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Some people they don't they they can't handle it. I know a lot of people like that. They just they divorce their spouse. They abandon them for no other reason than their faith. You know. By the way, of course, you don't know what's going on when people are under such circumstances and they're threatening your life and stuff. But according to the reports, they these ISIS people would say, "Deny Jesus and believe in the Prophet Muhammad, or we'll cut off your head." And then they say, "Okay, okay," and they cut off their heads anyway. Anyway. <gasps> Oh, my. I'd like to go into eternity with that <gasps> on your head. Just, uh, mm-hmm. oh, I don't, okay, I deny Jesus. I don't believe him anymore. And they cut off your head anyway. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. You meet these people. Hang on to your faith because apparently it's not going to make a difference anyway. Right. <clears throat> All right. Okay, this one. I don't think we've ever had a question about this before. Uh, Just when you think it can't get think, crazier. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think it's a guy writing, yeah. I was wondering what your take was on circumcision of uh-huh. newborn males and adults for that matter. Uh-huh. He says, I am vehem- vehemently against it. Vehemently. Not, vehemently. Not vehemently. It's vehemently. 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 I wait every year for the Good Friday service to hear you mispronounce that word. She's so evil, this one. <laughs> there, he did it again. Another year, he said the wrong way. So She evil. silently claps in the pews. And I giggle to myself. It's no wonder when she steps in the church, I hear this. <laughs> what is that? It's vehemently. Is that, you just get colder in here? It's cold and all of a sudden. Cold just. witch. <laughs> I am vehemently against it because I feel God made males that way for a reason. I know it was common. Okay, wait, I'm lost. I'm on the Wicked Witch of the West. Sorry. What are we talking about again? Circumcision. Sir- okay, circumcision. circumcision. Okay. okay. He's vehemently against opposed. it. Because God made your woohoos that way. Trimming the woohoo. Uh-huh. All right. He knows it was common for Jews and even requested by God in the Old Testament. Yes, yes. Now it seems like circumcision is done because it's considered more aesthetic or uh-huh. so that it looks like daddies. Aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got news Like it looks you. better. I'm glad you brought up the aesthetic. <laughs> Oh boy. 
can we talk? <laughs> All right. There is this obsession today of men taking pictures of their willies mm -hmm. and emailing them to this to people. Now, I don't know what gets in your head where you look at the willy and go, now that's a good looking willy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, aesthetic. <laughs> There's nothing aesthetically <laughs> pleasing about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you sickos who do this reality check, okay? All y'all need to stick your heads in the toilet and give yourself smiley. And awaken out of your delusions. There is nothing aesthetic about your willy one way or the other. That's why it should stay hidden. Put it away. Put it away? Keep it away. We don't want to see it. I don't know why they think women want to see it. I mean... Nobody wants to see it. I mean, seriously. I know. I'm a guy. I've been in the showers. I've seen don't my wanna, fair share of willies. Don't want to look. Never one time have I ever thought, well, now there's a fine looking <laughs> willy. I mean, they're all... Ugh. Wait, did you swirly him? I did. I swear, all the people who take pictures okay. of their willies. Okay. Yeah, he didn't yeah, yeah, get yeah, this really yeah. yet. I was all right. say. Okay. So yet. Back to this guy. He says, "My parents are angry because I chose not to circumcise my son, and uh -huh. that studies have come out saying that circumcision protects against STDs." Uh -huh. I say, "If he stays a virgin and marries a virgin like he should, then STDs alone are no reason to circumcise him." No uh -huh. pastor I have talked to seems to think it's sinful or wrong, but it's confusing when it's even performed in the Bible. So, what? Are your thoughts about circumcision? You don't want to do it? Don't do it. Who stresses about these things? Clearly, people have way too much free time on their hands and less stress. So you're telling me your life is so stress-free that you have so much money, you're so secure in your job, you never argue with your wife, everything, no health, no challenges anywhere in life, and that your number one worry is about the trimming of the willy and the big fight of... And what other people think about and, it. Yeah, <laughs> and you care. What is it, his in-laws? Uh, his parents. His parents, yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I honestly don't understand this obsession with people getting upset because their parents are upset about something. You just do what you do and... When I turned 18 years of age, I really didn't care anymore. <laughs> My parents thought about anything, unless I needed money from them. <laughs> then suddenly I was very concerned about, about their concerns. Yes. But you're an adult man. Why do you care what your parents think? Well, the Bible says honor. Yes, honor them. It doesn't mean obey them. Children obey your parents. It never says adults obey your parents. You're a man. Why do you care what your mom or your dad think about anything? All I have to say is, look, mom and dad, I'm not circumcising my son. Very simple. Period. It, End of sentence. Do not bring this up to me again. So do your parents ever get mad at anything you do? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, did, they disagree with some do, of the things. Do, do, you, do you lay awake at night worrying about no, what your parents No, not think? really. My parents, the only guy I know who has parents who have been absolutely perfect <laughs> mm -hmm. is sitting at this table. Yeah. He's so fortunate. <laughs> That sweet so guy, wherever he is. <laughs> that sweet guy, whoever he is. You know, I can assume I can rant and rave about something. I look at that camera on, on, on Phil. Phil. On, now, there he is. Does anybody think this face is going to care? <laughs> I don't think he gives two wits. <laughs> Unless he thinks. wants money out of me, then he might care. <laughs> right. But generally speaking, if dad wants to do something and he thinks dad's a little nuts, he just looks at me and says, dad, That's you're a little nuts. I mean, I, yeah. you know. In fact, he's the only one on my staff 
who routinely tells me I'm a little nuts. <laughs> Which makes him evil! No bobblehead for you! So anyway... So, so who cares? So do it or don't do it. Who it's cares? your preference. Who it cares? Doesn't really it doesn't matter. matter. Do New Testament Christians have to circumcise? No. The Bible's so... If you can't read the New Testament and walk away... If there's one thing that is blatantly clear in the New Testament... Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to be dumb as a brick not to know that you do not have to circumcise anybody as a Christian. It's... I mean... It's very If you clear. can't read the Bible and get that, then, then you're just kind of slow. And you don't, or you never read the Bible. All right? right. It's extremely close. So who cares? The biggest area of concern would just be he's going to get questions about it, or he'll have questions about it early on because he won't kid? look like the other kids. Yeah, I, I, I don't there know. There has been no, this because... really huge push recently, though, that to not circumcise. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of little lot boys growing up now that are not circumcised because sure. there's I'm a just huge thinking movement. That, that could be the only. Yeah. But there's not a biblical I, I reason. Yes, no, there's no reason. Just. Here's the thing. How about how about he doesn't show his Willie to other people? Right? People are crazy. Okay. Enough Willie. <laughs> Enough Willie talk. I've had it with the Willie South. It's the Muppet Dance. It's the human <laughs> Muppet. And now my shirt's all wrinkled. I'll right, we'll take a break and we'll be back with more right after this. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. See, I'm tired, I've been carrying a heavy load. I was born with the blues and bad attitude. Going down to the we're back. Talk about love, marriage, relationships, <laughs> and other bizarre subjects. What, what do you got? Uh, this one says, I am a 30-year-old divorced mother of a 14-year-old. She divorced a 14-year-old? No. She's the mother of the 14-year-old. She divorced his father. <laughs> okay. She says the father has never been in the kid's life, so. All right. Um, well, apparently he was, at the beginning of his life. Yeah. At least. Right. At the inception of life, he was okay. around, yes. Right. Um, she says, I'm still young in my faith, so she just recently come to Jesus. Fabulous. Recently, I met a godly man, and we have begun dating. Mm-hmm. Things are going well. My concern with this is that he feels my son hates God because my son is not a believer like the man, and she is. Mm-hmm. This guy almost makes me feel that it, as if he would never marry me, not that we're talking about it yet, she says, unless my son follows Christ the way we do. He speaks often about being unequally yoked in marriage and relationships, although he doesn't say that about us. I feel it's an underlying issue for him that my son's not a believer. Do I want my son to follow Christ? Absolutely, but I barely came to Christ at 30 years of age. He's 14 and was not raised in a Christ-centered home. I think he's getting there. Am I wrong for feeling like this guy is possibly basing our relationship off my son's slow process to come to Christ? Should it even be an issue? Show. He sounds like a sweetheart of a man. He does. He sounds, he sounds really like nice, great doesn't guy, he? Doesn't sounds he? like a really nice, godly man. He could be a really godly man, or he could be... Listen to me. <laughs> all y'all, all you single people who are dating, 
and clearly, a lot of them are smoking marijuana. <laughs> they must be. Right? <laughs> like the beginning of the show, right? They must be. Apparently, there's a great deal of single people that when they date, they're, they're doing drugs mm-hmm. because they don't think very clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay? So all you single people, all, everybody, just everybody sit down. You're walking around the TV set right now. Whatever, whatever you're doing in the background, you're cooking frijoles. Stop for a minute. Just sit down. Just, just 60 seconds. <laughs> I don't know what they're cooking back there. It's so random. That's yeah. very random. Arroz con pollo. And <laughs> all the Puerto Rican. Okay. All you Puerto Rican chicks. Everybody, just, just for a minute. Just focus for a minute. All right? <clears throat> when you need counseling help, when you're dating, <laughs> run for your lives. What is the matter with people? They're dating and already she has got major issues with this guy because he's obviously kind of a jerk and an over-spiritualized guy. And, uh, you know, you're, I, can't be, I can't marry you because I can't be equally low with you. First of all, you're not marrying the kid. He's, uh, just get away from him. When you have problems with someone, when you're dating them, you stop Dating them! What is the matter with you people? Da- <laughs> Just, I don't understand. I'm going to give myself a swirly. <laughs> give this yourself a, one. This is a self-imposed swirly. <laughs> Apparently they think marriage is so easy and so stress-free. That they have to haul all of this into it. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I don't know. I've tried to explain this to you before. The only thing that I can think of is that they believe that they have to be able to work through problems and conflict now so that they can do it when they're married. That's the only semi-logical thing that I can come up with. <laughs> but that's... <laughs> You're not buying it. <laughs> no, no. I think that's what they think. Yeah. You know, I'm they're not going to have to run from the conflict when I'm married, so we have to learn no, how to no, handle no, this. No, 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 you're nut jobs. You're all nut jobs. <laughs> Listen to me. When you're dating, it should be the best it will ever be. This is the pinnacle, the height, the joy. That sounds depressing. The thrill. <laughs> all downhill from there, Phil, right? What we're oh, saying is like, this is the best it's ever, ever going to get. No, no. Not necessarily. Well, but you have to agree, it should be really good, right? You're dating... Relatively conflict-free. It's relatively conflict-free. Well, it's not the best because you get to have sex later. Hallelujah! Well, hopefully they're not having it now. Wow, God only knows. So, the idea is this should really should be great. Yes. Stress-free, conflict-free. Let's do life together. It's going to be wonderful. And then you get married, and then you drive each other crazy. Yeah. Okay? That's under the best of circumstances. When, because remember, at the dating process, I promise you, everybody's given the best version of themselves. Yeah. And if this is his if best this, version? That's, that's the point. Whoa. That's what all you chicas out there, escúchame, listen to me. All you chicks out there dating someone and you seeing the best of him and it's icky, that's when run, you get rid of them. And some of you guys, you're stupid too, you know, because you're doing the same. You are seeing the best of her when you're dating and it's and she's a wicked witch of the West and whining and belly and dark and nobody loves me. You're not here when I asked you to be in here. Good Lord, get away from them. These dark, whiny chicks. Who would ever marry one of these dark, whiny chicks? These they people, marry them. I know it. And then they're miserable. These guys are miserable. Yeah. Because 
Obviously, they are smoking marijuana or something. Or cocaine. Most of the time they're having sex with them. Come on, you know what's going on. That's the problem. Sex will make you stupid. That's the problem. That's why they marry them. Sounds like if you really want your son to become a Christian, keep him away from guys like this. (laughs) Well, seriously. Seriously. Who wants to be a Christian? Well, that jerk. He's giving you the best version of yourself. And what you just described is a jerk. The man is an insensitive jerk. All right? Good. Let him be an insensitive jerk to somebody else. Don't date this man. Have nothing to do with him. Dump his butt and move on. And the rest of you single people, you're dating someone and you see a really ugly... Not that on occasion you're going to get flashes, but when you're, they're constantly presenting something that's very offensive to the point that you got to write somebody like me, to the point that you need counseling. There's people who actually go for counseling when they're dating. If you got to go for counseling, you're out of your ever-loving mind. To fix their problems. Because I promise you, the jerk that you're dating... That is the best version of him. That whiny, dark, chick that you're dating. That's the best. You mean the bossy chick who tells you to go, go yeah. find your jacket? Go get your, go get get your, your own, jacket. Get your own stupid coffee. All right. <laughs> like some That's of these the chicks. Version. Some of these chicks over here. That's the best you're gonna see. And then you marry them anyway. You deserve to be miserable. All right. Taking a break. We'll be back. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. You better call my therapist for a session. Maybe she can keep me from looking in your direction. All right, I'm done grooving. Sometimes you gotta just groove. You just have it, to get up. It's in. riveting. Uh, it's riveting radio. Watch. Oh yeah, yeah. For all the people listening by radio. You know what song? I know that it's just so overdone, but every time I hear that happy song, I have to dance. I, just, I cannot hear that and not dance. Which is frightening when she's That's driving the car. No, because she she's swerving all over the place. My head's gone. Yeah. Okay. Right. This email got? says, you mentioned before during your show that men respond to consequences, and boy, you are right. I, I am right. Wondering, I'm always right. No, I don't think so. But he, He's brilliant. He's wondering, does this principle apply the same way for women as well? If not, then what do they respond to? I've been confused about this since you first mentioned it on your show. So what you're trying to tell me is you don't understand women. <laughs> is that what he's trying to say? He doesn't understand what women respond to. Okay, but now that I explain men, because mm-hmm. men are pretty simple, not very complicated. So Some what, men. What he's <laughs> shut up. So what, <laughs> so what he's saying is I have clearly described the world of men. Mm-hmm. So why I don't clearly describe the world of women? Am I following this right? I guess. All right. So you're saying we're in the same boat then? (laughs) What exactly? I don't know. (laughs) What do women respond to? A variety of things. They're very complicated. Okay? Uh, Try to figure out the one you got (laughs) and make notes. But women do respond to consequences. Do they Uh, not? Yes, they do. They respond to a great variety of things. Yeah, 
but even with the consequence, they'll, 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 put it in, they'll put it in context. To explain. Well, the reason that happened is because this and that, and, you know, they're constantly, don't you think? Give me an example. I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> I'm not do sure I what understand you're women? The answer is no. See? They're so complicated, even a woman doesn't understand. Even a understand. woman can't understand. You have that's, to how, get, that's what I'm talking about. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you're a woman? <laughs> well, I mean, how many women stay in really bad relationships and whatever, yes, and it's horrible, and well, why don't they leave, or why don't they confront them? Well, because, and there's because of that, and yeah. because even in consequences, they'll give them context, and they'll add reasons and emotional backdrops for it. It's all confusing. But, okay, so if your wife is misbehaving, and you say, you know, I'm cutting off the money, or I'm kicking you out, or whatever, women will respond to that the same way men will. Will, will they? they not? I don't know. Will they? I've never tried because I'm too afraid of the consequences. <laughs> I'm too afraid of the consequences if I kick her out. <laughs> That's a good one. Look, the truth of the, the reason why I talk more about men, I, just the truth of the matter is, in most relationships, the very badly behaving person is the man. Yeah. It, it's not being unfair. I'm very pro man. It's just yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. And you got to be tough with them, and they respond to consequences, not to your whining and talking and all this other kind of stuff. Women, I don't know. Yeah, if my woman's having a boyfriend, there's going to be some serious consequences. <laughs> Whether she responds to it or not, it's a little concern to me. All right, see ya. Bye.